All right, this is Jared again with Lefty's Precision Rifle Podcast. We're going into episode eight. So this episode, I have Jake Schur on with me, and we're going to be doing almost the same things we did with Beamer on the uh, last episode. This is going to be rifle caliber glass recommendations for the person that reloads. So like I said, my guest is uh, Jake Schur. Go through, get to know him a little bit, and then we'll get into some more of the questions. So, Jake, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate you having me, Jared. Uh, main thing is, is who is Jake Sure? Let people know who you are, what you do. Um, well, I'm Jake Sure, uh, father of two, married to Alicia. Um, going to turn the big 49 this year, so not getting any younger. I'm uh, not real proud to admit that, but, you know, it's kind of tough competing against these younger guys. And- I'll shut that off right away. Um, things aren't getting any any easier in life, you know. But uh, yeah, father too. Uh, Quentin's my son. Everybody probably knows him. He's a sniper instructor down at Fort Benning. Um, we own Sure Firearms in uh, Bennington, Kansas, and I have my gunsmith shop right across the street from our firearm store. So. But yeah, I was uh, been a lineman, electric lineman since you know, been in the electrical industry since I was 18, and you know, kind of getting burnt out on that. And I, I sold my line construction company seven years ago, and I decided, you know, I'm gonna pursue my dream and chase the firearm industry, and so that's kind of where we went from there. And then you know, back then, I guess that was. Uh, opened the store in 13 and then went to Gordy Gritter's Extreme Accuracy Institute in uh, 2015. So I've been building precision rifles since then. Uh, but, you know, did general gunsmithing work and stuff before that and got burnt out on the blues and fixing springs and some guy walk in with a box, you know, his guns all tore apart in the box, and he, you know, trying to learn all those different guns, putting them back together, you know, all the gun, gun quirks there. But, you know, been shooting and hunting most of my life. Um, granddad bought me my first 22 rifle when I was probably, I think I was nine. And, you know, wandering around out in the country shooting sparrows and you know, whatever you know when you're a kid and sitting on a railroad bridge and shooting leaves floating down the water you know and just you know I just love shooting accurately so you know I, I brought my kids up in the shooting world and the hunting world and, and of course you know you can see where it's taking Quentin you know it's giving him a career to go to and and he's doing very well at it and I can't beat him anymore but <laughs> I went and started shooting competitive rifle here, you know, in the PRS world. Uh, I guess it was about four years ago, really, when we started that. So that's kind of the quick version. Yeah, yeah, I know. I met I met Quinn right when I first started. In fact, I I used to quiz him nonstop. But he was he was shooting around here. He was out at, at Conway Lead, and I didn't even realize it. Obviously, now I know because I know you guys' last name. But shoot, he helped me and answer a lot of my questions and. He took off. I didn't even realize where he went until just lately. I've been seeing him on Facebook, and, and you've been sharing some of the stuff with with the sniper world that he's been in. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't even realize that that I knew both of you at the time. I knew who you were, but I didn't know. I didn't put it together, basically. 
Yeah, he was, uh, you know, and Quentin, he's kind of my go-to guy on the new and upcoming stuff. Uh, just being down at Fort Benning at Sniper School, you know, they get every new product that ever comes out. You know, those guys, man, we want to get that to Sniper School, you know, and get the big contract on that. And so, I mean, you know, all your infrared, all your night vision, all your best optics, your range finders, uh, all that stuff, you know, I just call, give him a call, you know, all your Kestrel data, you know, if you're having an issue there. I mean, hit Quentin up, he's full of knowledge on, you know, I mean, all kinds of wind. He's stupid crazy on wind calls anymore. It's just nuts. But, you know, all your new technology stuff, he's just, he's up on all that stuff because he sees it and he uses it, you know, extensively. So, yeah, I mean, I encourage anybody that's got a question to hit Quentin up. He's always happy to help people. And, I mean, if I can help you with a rifle issue, I will. But, you know, me and electronics aren't the best. <laughs> Some of the guys I shoot with, they get tired of me bugging them because I, I just hate technology. But, you know, that's that's what it is today. So, but, yeah, if anybody's got any questions whatsoever on the, on you know, the technology world, what's best and what's out there. Quentin's kind of a go-to guy. Yeah, I, mean, I know he was up here. In fact, try and get off, a little, get off subject a little bit, but I need to try and get him on, actually. He was shooting a Savage and just shooting the snot out of that thing at the time he was up here. What, I think it's two years ago now that I was shooting yeah. with him. And he was shooting a Savage, and he was, yeah, he was deadly with it. Is he, is he still shooting that Savage, or have you built him something, or? Yeah, that's all he's got. You know, he keeps wanting me to build him something else. And I said, well, you know, just send me your checkbook. And <laughs> we'll get it done. But, you know, he's – yeah, he – and, you know, down there in the southeast, he's kind of struggling a little bit. You know, they don't have a lot of matches, you know, that get to, you know, quick and easy. And, you know, we're very fortunate here in Kansas where, you know, we hit four or five matches. You know, it's almost a match every weekend in Kansas you can go to. And, you know, they're just not that fortunate down there to have that. And, you know, we're just, we're blessed up here, you know, with everybody getting into the game. And, and there's a lot of good shooters in this area. You know, mid, the Midwest is just, it's crazy good. Yeah, that's one that's one thing I've mentioned. That, yeah, you got, well, just all the companies and like you're saying, the shooters, Oklahoma boys, everybody knows about them. But up around Kansas City, you got all the good companies, Oklahoma, you guys right here in Kansas, like, yeah, I think we we get pretty spoiled. I think if I everybody knows I'm in the military, I get orders to go somewhere else. I I don't even know if I'm going to take my rifle. But it depends on where I go. Because I've been living the high life here for the precision rifle piece of it. So yeah, Quentin, he's still shooting that Savage Stealth. I mean, I rebarreled it with a proof barrel, six five Creedmoor still, and you know took it down there and was in one match. And I think that was a military law enforcement match and kind of a geared towards the sniper end of things and yeah he ended up walking away with the win there all kinds of prizes and that guy i think he walked out of there with about a thousand bucks worth of prizes from that deal a one day shoot you know but yeah he can he's, he's still a shooter so yeah and i mentioned to you before we started recording about the i want to have you back on for the gunsmith piece now you said you you took that uh gordy precision is that the uh is he in florida yeah, when I, you know, when I took it, he was he was out of Iowa, and right before I think a couple years before I went to his class, he moved to Kansas City, 
and was there until last, I believe, last year. Now he moved down to Florida. But I tell you, if anybody wants to take a precision rifle building class, I would highly recommend Gordy Gritters, and it's called Extreme Accuracy Institute. I'm sure he's still doing that. Um, and Gordy is a wealth of knowledge, just, you know, huge in the interest. And that's one reason why I went to Gordy's classes. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to a precision rifle class, I want to go to a guy that does Ventress because those guys are anal about every aspect of the business, you know, and he is just so meticulous. But, you know, took us all the way through Remington 700, you know, accurizing actions and truing bolts and firing pin holes and, and sleeving everything. I mean, we can save that for the later deal. But, I, yeah, anybody wanting to get into it, they, I'd highly recommend Gordy. He's just an awesome guy. Yeah, yeah, I want to have you back on for some guns. But now i got even more questions that I already had <laughs> floating around up here. So, because he's – from what I've heard, he's got some some – little secrets that not a lot of gunsmiths know about or supposedly not a lot of gunsmiths know about unless you take his class about. Yeah, and you know, after going through Gordy's class, which you better have your head straight because it's intense five days. But after seeing a lot of other guys work, and I'm not going to mention any names, you know what, I'm so glad I went to him because, you know, I got rifles out there that are shooting and not to be cocky or anything, but I'll put one of my rifles up against anybody's in this nation because of Gordy Gritters and the way he teaches and his, you know, his methods to madness. And, uh, you know, we're going to get his face class stuff, you know, as far as rifles on this episode. And, you know, anybody running a face class, running in 700 style or a Tika, or anything there's little tricks to the trade on those that you can get away with in that base class you know that it still keeps it a base class rifle you know you just got to go to the right smith nice nice well since we i was gonna mention it later but since we're mentioning it um who are some of the guys shooting with you i know i know at least three other than yourself shooting them but you got some you got some guys right hanging right in the top like top five every time top well yeah almost on the top of the podium with Greg every time. Like, who are some of the guys shooting for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, Greg Harris, he's probably my main guy, which I work a lot with Greg. I help Greg out on his rifles. Greg helps me out on a lot of reloading issues because I'm not a – I guess I'm not a real, real meticulous reloader because I just hate doing it. <laughs> yeah. just despise it, but, yeah – you know, Greg, he's doing an awesome, awesome job. He's sitting, you know, tied for first at KPRC. You know, I, well, he's tied for, I think he's either sitting in first or tied for first in the Midwest PRS. Yeah, I think he's tied for the regional too, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he's, uh, you know, this is only Greg's second year shooting. And I tell you what, it's, it's, it's so much mindset in this game, and Greg has just got the mind for it. But he's an awesome shooter, but, you know, I just work extensively with him on his rifle all the time. And we can – I got stories I can tell about <laughs> some of the stuff we've done and just crazy good stuff. But we can get – save that for the gunsmithing deal. But, um, you know, Ben Fugate, he's a heck of a shooter. He's shooting one of my rifles. 
You know, he's had some top fives this year. Um, Zach Powell, he's shooting one of my rifles. He's, been, he's had some top fives in one days. Um, you know, I mean, Trent Jordan, Chris Kelly, you know, they're they're hanging right in there. They're competing. Um, sorry if I'm leaving anybody out. Uh, Jesse McClellan, <clears throat> you know, but it, it takes, you know, it takes a really good rifle to get up there. But it takes an exceptional marksman and, and and shooter's mind to be there, and you know Greg's just done an awesome job. And you know, going out to the Southwind shootout after the first day, and that was his first day of shooting a six BR or a six BRA still fire foreman. And after day one, he's sitting number five. And you know, two day match. You know, you got you got Tate and Clay and Austin Bushman there. Austin Orgain was there. I you you know top notch shooters. Got Derek Love was there. You know, a lot of the top ten guys were there. And here Greg Harris is sitting right in the middle of them on day one. And well, we both kind of crapped the bed on day two, but <laughs> you know. Yeah went downhill but the, you know that's part of it you know putting a two-day match together you know when you're a newer shooter that's tough to get done it's a lot of that's just a lot going on for two solid days and we just we just couldn't get put together yeah are you shooting the box canyon uh no i'm not okay i talked i talked to greg i'm, I'm definitely going to get him in i talked i talked to him when we were up at the uh, great plains match Definitely going to get him on here. I'm, I'm sure he's got all sorts of stuff that will blow my mind that, that he's doing. And I know he shoots a lot too. So, but yeah, just that mental piece. I want to get in on some of that and really yeah, pick his, his brain. His mental mindset with this game and is, you know, you can read all the books you want, but it boils down to, you know, your mental mindset, your personal image, you know, and Greg's just got it all going on. He's just a great guy. He's a good person. And, you know, nothing, nothing rattles him. Yeah, that's what I like. That was the first time I shot with him and, and shot with you and shot with Ben, Trent. We were all shooting up there, Chris and Chad. Yeah. And, yeah, Greg, it surprised me because I, I imagine that – because I've seen him on the top, on the podium all the time. I imagine he was real, you know, focused, dead set. But, no, I mean, he's BSing with us. Obviously, he's focused. But he's not over on his own, you know, not talking to anybody. Like, he was – just out there having a good time. I was like, damn, I, that's what I need to do. Like, I need to get in on some of that. Yeah, and you know, the thing the thing Greg and I have both noticed, and you know, we talk a lot. We talk almost every day, and you know, I'm so glad to have Greg around me um, just because he's such a positive influence. He's a wealth of knowledge in a reloading game, the shooting game, and he's another good one, you know, for the electronics and all that stuff, but they just, yeah. You know, it's we've noticed that the more fun you have at these matches, the better you do. You know, if you're living life on a downer, you're worried about something at home or work or whatever, you might as well stay home or go to work and get that taken care of because that match is not going to be very good on you. So if you go to these matches and you relax and have fun and a good time, you're around a bunch of good guys, you're probably going to succeed at it. You know, it's the thing I've noticed. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. So, 
we'll get into some of these questions here. I'm having fun just, just chatting, but we we'll get into some of this so we don't take all night. Uh, how long have you been shooting precision rifle? You kind of got into, into some of that, but. You know, I bought my first precision rifle was a Remick, Blueprint Remington, and that was probably in 2002, maybe. And just, you know, Blueprint Remington uh, with a uh, 308, uh, had a Manners. I can't remember what stock it was. I think it was one of the very first Manners stocks out because I was shooting with uh, Tom's boy out of Spearpoint about four years ago. Still had that stock on it. And uh, what's his, is his name Drew? I, I couldn't tell you. Anyway, it, well, it's him and Robert Brantley were shooting in our squad. And they said, you know what? This is the first time I've ever seen one of those in a match. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, that stock was older, was was probably built, you know, his dad probably built that stock before he was even old enough to crawl. And here, this is the first one he's ever seen in the match. And of course, Brantley, he's shooting a, uh, he was shooting a prototype of, I don't remember which one it was, one of their newer stocks about four years ago. And yeah, they took a picture of it. He said, I'm going to hang that on my dad's wall. Because <laughs> the oldest man or stock he'd ever seen in a match. <laughs> oh man! Well, there I think you know at the time when I bought, of course, the best optic out there was a Leupold Mark IV in you know MOA with a mill dot reticle. Well, I just thought I was a shit, you know this thing. <laughs> you know, of course, you're punching holes, you know, on you're on your belly the whole time shooting prone, you know, and you're you're punching good groups out to five, six hundred, you know, and these guys are just kind of a good old redneck fun shoot day you know you're just tearing these guys apart you know but from what it's evolved into now it's just night and day from what that thing was oh i'm sure yeah just listen to some stories and some of the stuff i've looked back at it yeah it, it's it's grown yeah i mean it's just gotten huge you know and i've still i was shooting that rifle competitively up until I think it was two years ago I finally hung it up. It's my practice rifle now, but I was shooting it in every match I went to. You know, I went from a 308 to a 65 Creed Moor, and now I think I'm on my third basher barrel on it, you know, and it's wild how many rounds that thing's seen. That 4308 just got abused. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to compare, so that's four years ago you're shooting a 308. What did it weigh? You know, I think that thing weighed about, it was probably 17 pounds, 19. It had an M24 contour barrel on it. it yeah, probably ready to go. It was probably 17 pounds. Oh, no, well, then it was, it was all right. Yeah, what I look back at, these guys, yeah, shooting 308s, and they're, you know, 12 pounds, 13 pounds. Like, it was nothing compared to what we're shooting now, you know. And, you know, you know the funny thing is, I got into recoil reduction. You know, I, want, I always love shooting suppressed because, you know, it's quieter, it's more enjoyable. And like, how can I reduce the recoil on this thing? So I, here I am, I'm drilling the back of this manor stock out, and I have no idea what's on the inside of this thing. <laughs> so I'm going through this aluminum butt plate they put in there so they can thread the butt pad it holds in there. And I get into this foam, and I'm digging it out of there, you know, and I 
So I get online and I, I ordered a recoil reducer. I don't know if you know anything about them, but they're used a lot in trap shooting. It's it's a big mercury switch tube is what it is. That's what, yeah, I've seen those before. You know, and I jam that thing in there and squirt some silicone in there. And, <laughs> but I tell you what, I mean, you could spot a shot even on a 308 on that thing. It's just, you know, night day difference. But, I mean, that's how far it's came in the last, you know, you know, even five years. I probably shoved that thing in there, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, you Damn. know. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, just learning and coming up through all this whole game. Yeah. So, so what are you shooting now? What's your rifle set up now? Um, I'm shooting uh, 6BRA uh, with the impact action, uh, just switching over to foundation stock, joined the foundation nation. Uh, you know, I got an Area 419 rail on it and a tangent theta optic Hawkins bottom metal and trigger tech trigger. I see you've been tinkering it, tinkering with it. You added, you already added some weight to it. Yeah. You know, I've been kind of developing how to do that with some permanent weight systems. Um, did the same thing on Greg's got a little carried away. We we're working on some buttstock weighting. Um, got a little carried away, had to mill some of his back out, but you know, we're real happy with the way everything came out. It looks good. It looks clean. You can't even tell it's not a part of the rifle, you know, if you didn't know. You know, these guys are coming out with some lead weights and some, some brass weights and stuff, but you got to glue them in. And I mean, this is more of a permanent weighting system, but if you kind of play around with it and know what you need and where, which we're still kind of learning a little bit about it, we've about got it mastered. Um, it's working pretty well, so and it looks nice. Yeah, from what you what you posted, which obviously people will be able to see your website after this, but what you posted, it looks clean. Like it looks, it looks nice. Yeah, it looks. It looks. I'm really, I'm really happy with it. But you know, I kind of like I tell Greg, you know, I I hate toying with a thirteen hundred dollar bill, but you know, how else are you gonna develop something? You know, I gotta. And I always do everything on mine first in case I screw it up. I, you know, if mine looks like crap, I ain't too worried about it. But, you know, I want, want all my customer stuff to look professional. So if I'm going to mess something up, it's going to be mine first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's one way to go, that's for sure. All right, so we'll get, in, we'll get into the meat and potatoes here. Um, and I'm sure you get a lot more questions than I get. So this is going to be right up your alley, I'm sure. But the first one's going to be uh, – Recommendations for off-the-shelf rifles. So I'm figuring off-the-shelf is, you know, 1500 bucks. Any of the, the big name manufacturers and you buy a whole gun, you know, stock, everything, not piecing it together. Um, recommendations for those guns and calibers. Since you can, since this is a reloading episode, so whatever caliber you can buy stock, but a person could reload for. You know, I kind of went through a few, you know, the, the Ruger Precisions, you know, they've, they've proven good. Um, your Savage uh, Model 11s, 12s, 110s, your Tika T3s, um, you know, just your plain Remington 700s. You know, for a stock rifle, you're going you're gonna to have to be a good reloader to make one of those shoot. You know, and Greg, he proved that last year. He was shooting a stock Savage. 
110, I believe. But he's such a good reloader. I mean, that guy shot lights out with that thing in 6.5 Creedmoor. Um, every, you know, everybody's going to this six six millimeter stuff or less, you know, a little less recoil, recoil management and, and that end. But, you know, if you're just a new guy getting into this, I kind of recommend when somebody comes into the store, don't break the bank on it. You know, if you're going to shoot a production class rifle, if you're not reloading, you know, you're going to have to, you know, just you're going to have to find some good ammo that runs in it. But, you know, reloading-wise, if it was me today, I'd probably go to a six creed more off the shelf and, you know, either Savage, Tika, Remington, RPR, uh, Ruger, or, a, you know, go, go that line. Don't break the bank. Get some good mounts. I'd probably spend more money on glass than I would the rifle. Yeah, that's one thing that yeah, Beamer and I were talking about. It. I can't say that enough to try and get people to realize it because I didn't even – I didn't realize it at first either, and I told that story. But, but yeah, the glass needs to be – I mean, there's in a price range. But, yeah, if you can't see what you're shooting at or seeing the shadows, and I didn't realize how big of a deal that was until really last year and a little bit into 18 when I was – shot was shooting at Savage, 6.5 Creedmoor, and, and, yeah, it was – it was crazy how much I needed to spend or I should have spent on glass compared to the rifle. Yeah, I tell you, you know, I went to, well, we went, Greg and I through this whole COVID deal where it won't shoot so bad and no matches going on. Well, Jim C, he had the uh, his training up there at Favor Trail in Missouri at uh, Tom Jacobs' range. And anyway, I said, well, heck, let's load up, go to Jim C's class, see if that's all you know, and pick up something. And, but anyway, Greg and I had a week before that, we bought, each bought tangent thetas. And I tell you what, after after coming back from that, looking through that glass for a day and a half, pretty solid. I'm not going to mention the manufacturer I got on the practice gun, but got back on that thing. I thought I was looking through a beer bottle. <laughs> I can only imagine. And, you know, and we noticed that down one of Derek's matches down at Conway this year. He had one target set up and I mean the paint was it was just blown off of this thing and it was sitting in the shade in this tree, you know, next to the shade tree. And there was guys, there was guys at our squad that couldn't even find the target. And I mean it was pretty you couldn't see it with your human eye. But you know, you got on that tangent theta and bam, it was right there. And and then just noticing the difference in the mirage in that glass is is nuts. It's just so fine. It's almost some some matches it's almost too good. Yeah. If it's gonna be mirage day, it'll pick it all up, you know, and sometimes it's but uh, they're they're really good glass and I tell you, you know, growing up I always I, I spent more on the rifle than I did the glass, even on my hunting rigs. And guys were like, I can't believe you just spent $1,300 on that optic. And I said, well, there's going to be a dead coyote out there. And when you're still looking for him, he's going to be laying on the ground, you know. So I ain't going out here to mess with waste time. And I want some good glass. It ain't going to fog up. If you drop it, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to hold a zero. And, you know, yada, yada. But yeah, it's, uh, 
I, you know, I spent a lot of money on glass. Of course, my eyes aren't getting any better either, and that's, you know, I've got to make up for them. So, Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely checking out your, your gun at the at, uh, Great Plains. I think, yeah, it's set up real nice. So I, I need to get behind one of the Tanzitators. I looked at them a little bit at one of Con, on one of the Conway uh, matches, but, yeah, I need to get behind that. But, yeah, any, anything to help is going to, you know, especially when you're trying to be competitive. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, through this whole game and, you know, every, every sport, every sport that I've ever competed in, I didn't want my equipment being, being the limiting factor. You know, if I can't afford the good equipment to get that out of the, out of the way, I make enough mistakes my, on my own. I don't need my equipment malfunctioning or, uh, you know, causing any kind of issue. Because, that, you know, that could just ruin your day. And I've always just tried to take that out of every sport that I ever that I ever competed in. You know, just go with good stuff. You know, it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely uh, words live by there. So our next one. So uh, recommendations for a semi-custom. So this is when we start getting into the – and I base this one on the PRS uh, production, so 25 and under. It's probably going to be somewhat the same that Beamer and I talk about, but what are your recommendations for like a semi-custom to either buy or even build and try to keep it under the $2,500, $2,500 for something? You could probably do that with, oh, you know, like a, a custom. If you want to, I guess, can you even run a custom action with a barrel on it? Not, not to qualify for the PRS stuff and shoot production, but – if someone's looking to try to spend that, that same amount. You know, I think, you know, you go with like a regular Savage 110 or something um, off the shelf, you'd be, you're going to be in about the eight, seven, $800 range. Then that, that's going to allow you to put some better glass on it, stay under that 2000. Um, these guys that are spending, you know, 1400 1500 on a rifle, and then now you've only got 500 left to spend on an optic, you know, I think you're shooting yourself in the foot. But that, and, you know, just like I said, if you get with the right smith, there's tricks, tricks to the trade that you can get away with doing with those rifles, you know. And you can hand lap the barrel, you can recrown it, you can do some bolt face work, and uh, you can make those things flat and shoot. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what what I what I had some new savage, and then we got into like the the GA precision gun. Like if you're spending just two thousand twenty five hundred on the gun, not on a, not on glass yet. So GA precision with the they're shooting the six Creed more six GT, which I just saw that that Prime is making six GT. So even for someone that's not reloading, you can get into the GT game now. Yeah, and I guess MPA. Excuse me. Didn't, didn't MPA come out with one? Yeah, they're actually. When I looked them up, they're making two. They got one at the two thousand dollar price mark and one right at the max at the twenty five hundred dollar price mark. Yeah, I forgot about that because that was two thousand bucks on a rifle. So yeah, you could get into the you know your rear precision, your MPA, your GA precision. <clears throat> yeah, and I. I'd have to really dig into the rules on that. <clears throat> Where you've got a customer or a custom builder building that rifle, actually, you know, with GA Precision, well, I mean, 
could I start throwing those together with an action from somebody and barrel them and keeping that under the two thousand dollar mark? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how that how that works out. But yeah, I mean that might. Yeah, that'd be something to look at. I'm sure it is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's got to be posted on a website to where people can actually see it in order and whatever. But I, I have no ideas as the fine the fine tuned stuff. Yeah, you'd have to look into some fine print there, you know, not saying I'd want to get in that game, but, you know, it could be another avenue for somebody. Yeah. You know, I, that possibility might be out there, so. Yeah, what – so when someone someone goes that route, 2,500, what are you recommending for, for calibers? Or what questions are you asking? Let's go that route first. So someone comes to you and they say they want to build a semi-custom or a, they want to build a custom rifle but keep it in that price range. You know, what are your questions? If, if they're going to, first question is, if, do they reload? You know, and if, if they reload, I mean, the sky's the limit there, you know, because it, this is so much involved in reloading, too. It's probably, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's as important as your rifle, but it's just as important, you know, if not a little more. It could be a little more, you know, and if the guy reloads and, you know, it, that opens up a lot of avenues where you can get in your lower recoiling rounds and, and you know, you can play with the load a lot more. But, yeah, I mean, you know, recoil's huge. If you don't recoil, you know, you're going to have to get into some 6 Creed more or something. I think they're coming out with some 6 GT stuff now, which the GTs are pretty limited. But probably uh, the GA rifles, I'm guessing I, I haven't seen them coming out with them. GT rifles, you know, as far as a, a uh, hit, hit the base class rifle, but, you know, that's that's where you're limited on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then our, our last one, the full customs. Someone comes, I come to you and I, I say I want to get into the PRS game, or I'm in it already, and I want you to build me a rifle, and I, I want to be competitive. What do you, what what parts are you going to recommend? And I talked about this on the last episode that, you know, it's kind of the Chevy Dodge Ford debate. So there's going to be people that debate whatever you give, but what are your recommendations and especially the caliber? I want, I want to be competitive. Your recommendations. Man, I tell you, you know, shooting this, just changing over this six BRA. It's, I, I think it's a go-to round. I'm not taking anything away from the GTs. I own a Dasher also. I'm not taking anything away from it. But just ease of loading. It's been proven. It's been around for years. Go 6BR BR or 6BRA. <clears throat> just love a little round. Yeah, it's easy to manage a recoil on it. Um, but, you know, going into a custom build, I try to fill that customer out if he's not real sure what he wants. Okay, do you like the stock look? Do you like the chassis look? And then it's down to lead times, um, what we can get, what he's after, what kind of budget he's on. But I'm getting real partial to impacts, impact actions. and. You know, Tate called me the other day, and he said, Jake, we're, we're going to bump you up to the the top-tier dealer pricing on those. And, you know, that means a lot to me when I've got suppliers that call me that want my business. And, 
you know, shot with Joe and Kyle through some foundation down at the Punisher Positional this year. And, man, John, John's an amazing guy. I met Tate down there. He's an amazing person. <clears throat> you know, and when I called that next Monday, I called Joe and Kyle through. It was at a meeting and couldn't set my call. He texted me within a minute saying, hey, Jake, I'll call you in 15 minutes. I'm in a meeting. And you know what? Within 15 minutes, he called me. And that means a lot to me of being prompt, being honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to support Foundation. I like Tate. He's got a very good action. I've mic'd. I'm trying to think how many I've had in here that I've filled on him. But you know, probably I'm pushing probably 10. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I've filled a lot. But, you know, I've probably filled I'm pushing 10 on his action, and I've mic'd them all out. And, you know, when when you're within, you know, a few ten thousandths tolerance on all those that I've mic'd out, it's just, I mean, hands down. And as smooth as they run, which I've got a couple tricks on the impacts that I add to them before they go out and shop, I'm not going to share what that is. But, <laughs> yeah. We're making those things where you – when you're running that bolt, it's almost like throwing a dart into a dartboard. You know, it's just so effortless. And those things, they just run. They're smooth and, you know, um, use a lot of Bartland barrels. Don't have, you know, I don't have anything against a lot of other manufacturers. There's a few out there I won't use. I'm not going to mention any names there. But, you know, um, Area 419 hardware and stuff it's all good stuff um american precision arm brakes you know the, their brakes are just you know top notch used quite a few of those and you know a lot of hawkins precision bottom metals rings you know i'm not taking anything away from spur mounts and all that stuff i mean you know just kind of pick your poison there but yeah, and, uh, you know, trigger tech triggers are just phenomenal. I can't get away from them. Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned a lot of what a lot of what I'm shooting, and like I said, I it's just because I I had some issues with with two different companies trying to get weapons or rifles ordered, and uh, I finally ended up biting the bullet and went to Impact, and I've never I haven't heard anything bad about Impact customer service or Foundation customer service, like. Obviously, they're Oklahoma guys, so they're local, so there's a good chance that the majority of people around here are going to run them anyway. But you never, I've never heard anything bad about Tate or John Kyle. When you're trying to get a hold of them or there's an issue of any sort, they've got your back and they're calling you the next day or whatever is what I've heard from anybody that I've talked to. You know, I can call down there to Impact and talk to Keon or Tate. And, I mean, that stuff's it, it's here in two days, you know. And no problems whatsoever. Uh, you know, John Kyle, hands down, that guy is, is he's just so personal. He's so honest. He's, so, he's a good guy. Just great people to deal with on in both companies, you know. And Jeff Johnson up at Bartland Barrels has been super to deal with. All the guys like JGS Reamers, Dave Kiff out at Pacific Tool and Gage. I ran into needing a bushing, a ring with bushing, and JGS didn't have one. They couldn't get one out. I called, I 
called out and talked to uh, Dave Kiff out of Pacific Tool, and he goes, what do you need? And I think it was a 264 bushing, no, uh, 246 bushing for a reamer. And he said, you know what, I'll have one made up this afternoon. And I said, well, how much is that going to be to overnight it? <laughs> this is another crazy story, one of Harris's deals. Well, the shipping on this thing is 106 bucks <laughs> for a Man. 60 bushing, but we had to have it. <laughs> yeah. Here we are paying $106 on shipping for a $16 bushing, but we needed, we needed that sucker. So Dave spent it out that day and was done in 20 minutes and on the way to the airplane. And, you know, Man. Yeah, it's nuts. But, you Man. know, we got, it, we got it done and, and we got him shooting, you know, two days later. So, Man, that's, that's, that's awesome. I hadn't heard that story. Yeah. Is there yes. you said you mentioned some of the, the companies that you recommend, not don't name any names, but are there any are there companies that I come to you and I say I want this barrel or I want this action and you say no. That you just won't send out not that they're bad, but you just you aren't gonna send them out of your shop with your name attached to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. I've got I've got a couple barrel manufacturers I will not use. And if somebody comes to me and says, Hey man, this is what I want, I'll just tell them no, you don't. And, you know, barrels, I've ran into it with barrels, and I've ran into it with scope rings. You know, uh, scope rings are big. You know, I've got about three, I've got about three companies I'll use on scope rings, and that's it. Yeah. If so, somebody wants something else, and they want me to mount that thing for them, I'm just like, ain't happening. You know, I'll mount scopes all day long, and you know, I do it and I bet them in and all that stuff. But some of them are just not even worth putting on a rifle. Yeah, dang, I, I didn't know all that, I, especially about the scope. I'm, you know, I've heard heard guys talking about they they would rather not or they won't use a certain barrel or or whatever, you know, what have you. But I never heard about the scope ring piece of it. Yeah, and you know, and even on an action, you know, depending on what they're going to plan on doing with that action, there's certain actions I I'll shy away from in a in a competition world, just because I've seen them malfunctioning at matches, and you know that's what that's another good thing about you know when you're a builder and you're going to these matches, you can really look at all this stuff. Well, some guys rifle jacks up on stake. Well, I'm. I'm usually the first one there with my head shoved in it, seeing what's going on. So I want to know. I want to know why. You know, and I there's one action out there. I'm not going to mention names again, but just consistently, you know, ejection issues. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I know what that one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that? That's. I'm going to get. I'm going to start shooting some national matches next year, but. That's just seeing these these one days that I've shot, and you've I've, you've been in every one of them that I've shot, and then obviously you talk about some of the national matches. You should to see a builder out there is nice because, like you're saying, you're probably the first one people are hollering for when they're hollering medic. They're hollering for you to yeah. come help out. Well, we saw that at Great Plains. One of one of one of our guys had an issue, and you were right there, and you actually had the spare part and hooked him up, and he's able to finish out. But right. but yeah, that's good. To, that's good to see the builders are out there. So you're not just building; you're out there and you're seeing what's going on. And for guys like me, if I'm looking at building something or 
I've recommended something to someone, I'm, you're going to be one of the first I'm going to, because obviously a builder isn't going to be using some subpar stuff. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate that, you know, and, and, but you know, I and I like to be a part of these, part of these guys that are shooting the rifles that I build. I like, you know, it's enjoying to see that. So watch that rifle run, see how good it's shooting. And then these guys get on, you know, they get on standard top fives, you know, it's, it's it's rewarding to see that, you know, and I want to be a part of that. And, and, you know, I appreciate all my customers. I want to be a part of their life, you know. When you walk in my shop, I don't I don't want you in here one time. I want I want to build a relationship with you and, you know, be friends and, and do good work and have fun together doing it. Uh, that's the, you know, that's that's the enjoyment of this this business to me. And, you know, meeting a lot, I've met a lot of good people, you know, through this firearm industry. Um, Alicia running the store, my wife, and her giving me the opportunity to go to these matches. I'm just so blessed having her, you know, supporting that. Of course, there's going to be an expensive horse coming one of these days because I know that's what she's gunning for. That tangent theta optic come home with me, and she was like, "Yep, that just won up that horse. That next horse we're gonna buy for her, I'm sure. But you know, she deserves it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. job running a store and taking care of that, so I can get all my work done over here. And, and you know, we're, you know, I'm just so blessed to have her around. Yeah, you remind me. Was it what? I got a couple more questions, but I want to get into your your store stuff too. Um, our last one is the pros and cons of each class. So, and these are kind of repetitive. You've been going through some of them, but the pros and cons of those three that we that we had mentioned. You have any pros and cons for them? You know, the lower budget and then all the way up to the to max spend what you got. You know, there's not really any. I don't have really any pro or con. It's you know, I see a lot of the guys, you know, that are running a base class or they don't have the money to be there they get discouraged pretty easy. They're trying to compete. They're, you know, they want to win, but their equipment, again, is holding them back. And, you know, that'd be the only pro and con. But this is, you know, it's it's a huge investment to make. It's a huge investment of time and money. You know, and to be good at, at this sport, I don't even know where some of these guys find the time to get that good. Yeah, yeah. well, I know Greg, I, I sold him some powder and he – yeah, he. You talk about. I want to. I want to get him on just to ask how many rounds he's sending down range because he. I know he's shooting a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what barrel he's on this year. Maybe three. You know, with the whole COVID deal, you know, we didn't shoot a lot. You know, just because of that shutdown. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's got his range right out his back door. He lives in Abilene. I live up here at Bennington. You know, it's about 45 minutes to his place. But, you know, if we're gunning for a two-day match trying to be competitive, you know, we'll shoot three nights a week. You know, I'll go down to his house or if he's up this way working and he'll swing out to mine. We both have ranges right out our back door. And, you know, if one of us needs help on an issue or something or whatever, then, you know, we need to try to figure out and we'll get together and do some shooting. And, you know, it's, it's we both got ranges right out of back door. Mine, mine needs used more, more than, more than his probably. <laughs> yeah. That, that's one other thing about this. Well, I'm, I haven't, I listen to almost every precision rifle podcast there is, everyone that I know about. And that's, that's what you hear from all, 
I haven't heard any single person, especially the competitive ones that are doing this on their own, shooting on their own, training on their own, not talking to anybody about load development or whatever, like, yeah. you know. This, you know, the game we're in, this is a community. And, you know, it's such a willing community to help. I mean, there's a wealth of knowledge out there with all these shooters, you know, and the guys in the industry and the guys that are sitting on top. They know something you don't, I'll guarantee. And they know a lot. They know a lot more about it, than, obviously, than what I do because I ain't getting the job done. <laughs> you know, these guys are, you know, I, I can build them a lot better than I can shoot them. Yeah. You know, and, you know, just with the wealth of knowledge that's out there and the guys that are willing to give that up if you ask them and, t- and talk to them, you know, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. So what I, what I got my last one. Uh, so we went through some of the glass recommendations. Um, obviously the tangent is top of the top of the line right now. I don't know if you can get any better, but what, what about those that have a, excuse me, a price limit? So we'll say someone comes in, you, you built their gun. They, they went unlimited on that. And then they got two to 3000 to spend on a, uh, on an optic. What do you, what are you going to recommend to them? You know, you're you're either gonna you're gonna get into probably your you know your vortex glass you know like a razor at the top end of that probably you know twenty five twenty six hundred or you know an Athlon Chronos I I still shoot that that's the one I started out with you know at, uh, what are those eighteen hundred I think but I'm a dealer for about every almost every brand out there um, <clears throat> you know. Athlon tracks good, you know your your Vortex razors, um, Vortex Viper PST two. You know you're sitting about a thousand bucks there. You know uh, they're all good optics. Um, you're not, I can't take anything away from Night Force. I think they're about the only one I don't deal in. I'm not a dealer for Night Force just because of their buy-in was. My God, I think it was. I want to say it's fifteen thousand dollars buy-in. Well, you're only buying, you know, four scopes. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that from some other guys too. That gets a little spendy to try to get spend there, you know, sell them. Well, you got fifteen thousand dollars wrapped up in your inventory that you're hoping that guy comes in because this is a very very limited market. It's growing, but every shooter wants that specific item. Say so you, you had the just a slightly different reticle than he wanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting on the shelf that you got, you know, thirty five hundred bucks wrapped up in it or whatever. You know, just having that item set on they're just too they're too high priced item to have in inventory just sitting on your shelf. Yeah. Yeah. So what oh I wanted to ask. So Correct me if I'm wrong. You have a gun store, and then you have the gunsmith piece of it as well? Right. Yeah, my store is right on the main street of Bennington, and my gunsmith shop is on the other side of main street in Bennington. So, yeah, you go into the store, and and you got a technical question or whatever, my wife will direct you right over to my door. So, And, 
you know, I still work for an engineer during the day, so I'm here almost all day long because I do all my work remotely off computer, and I supervise a bunch of power line stakers is what my real job is. But, you know, they're about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm usually shutting it off and switching over to guns. So, oh, I didn't know that you you. So this is a nighttime deal for you then, huh? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it was – you know, it was, I'd be down here four to sometimes midnight. And, you know, I've, after doing that for about seven years, I've kind of wound down till, you know, about eight o'clock I'm heading for the house. Unless I got something real pressing going on, which, you know, I've had some of those. But, uh, yeah, and then every Saturday and Sunday, if I'm not at a match, I'm here you know, all day long getting getting caught up from what Alicia took in over the store from the week for, you know, repairs or custom work or if I got a custom built going on and I've got I think I've got three custom builds in the work right now, but you know, still waiting on parts for them because they're longer lead time items. But yeah, it's it gets a little hectic. But yeah, she runs a store does all the sales purchasing and, and takes care of all accounts receivable payable and I'm over here pretty much on the service end you know every spare chance I get and it definitely sounds like you owe at least a horse to, yeah. to the wife there <laughs> how so how so how she's does a, someone go ahead she's a horse and I got three out there but there's got to be one of them passed before she gets her next one but <laughs> you know, the tag on that thing just keeps going up every year. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how does how does someone get a hold of you if they're looking for a custom build or if they're just trying to come in the shop and, and see what you got? You know, you can message us on Facebook with at Surefire Arms Sales, or you can message me at Jason Jake Sure on Facebook. Um, my if you need my phone number, Facebook's probably the the most probably the easiest to get a hold of us but you know my phone number is 785-201-5090 call me anytime and if you want anything to do with sales um, Alicia can help you out on the new gun stuff or used or consignment her number is 785-643-1264 nice so I got some wrap up stuff that I want to do with the pay it forward stuff after this, but anything else, anything we missed, anything you wanted to add, any thanks, what, whatever you got, it's open mic. You know, just uh, keep burning barrels up guys. That's, that's what the pros do. That's how you get better. Just trigger time. Yeah. 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 Definitely, yeah. I can't say that enough. I, I'm shut down from shooting for a little while. Some, some stuff going on at the range, my home range, if you consider it. So I've been, been doing my dry firing as much as I can, which I still need to be doing more. But yeah, I need to be out there burning some barrels. I got some barrels on the way, so trying to yeah. burn some barrels. You know, since I bought this other shop over here across the street, it's well, it's 107 foot long, so I put me in a little 25 yard range and a bullet trap back there, so I can sit right in here and shoot 22. You know, in the winter. And, if I need a break from the computer work, and I just jump up, might run a couple mags through there, you know, on a 22 or something, a little quarter-inch target, you know, off a ladder or whatever. So, dang, that's a nice setup there. I might have to come up and visit you. 
it's you know guys are walking <laughs> a pile of 22 brass laying on the floor what's all that from jake you know well i was trying to i was trying to i was trying to clean each rung off this ladder last night <laughs> in a 10 round mag and that's how many rounds it took me to get that done off of six rungs off this ladder you know and just I don't know how many rounds I've shot in this shop, tens of thousands in that 22. It's, it's crazy. Nice. So yeah. oh, that reminds me that your uh, custom build, are you shooting them before they go out Go out of the uh, shop? You know, you know what? I used to, and you know what, anymore, I just I just have the confidence that, the, you know, they're going to shoot. I don't even test fire them anymore. Nice. Go through my final QA check, you know. You know, make sure the bore's clean and everything's cleaned up, lubed up, ready to go. And, and yeah, other than that, you know, I'll, I'll do some function cycle tests and maybe some, some primer tests on them. But, you know, I, I'm just so confident that everything's going to work. You know, and head spacing's good. Head spacing's good and all that. And, yeah, but, yeah, everything's been good to go. It, and it's just it's just you and is it you just one man shop? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like we do almost every aspect of uh, gunsmithing here. Um, you know, any mill work, extractors, ejectors. Um, she was, you know, Cerco finishes. I used to do, I used to do reblues. I gave that up. It's too caustic, and I just hated it. Isn't that a mess, blue and re-blue and some stuff? It is, and it's it's a lot of work. You guys don't realize how much time you put into doing a nice re-blue job. The metal prep work on those guns is just hours upon hours, and then you go dip them in this highly caustic stuff that's tearing your lungs out and your nose is burning and skin, and I just gave it up. But yeah, everything else, you know, re-barrels and actions and I can get almost every name brand anybody wants in this shop I'm a dealer for so that's what a lot of guys they don't understand that everything I can get is you know all your major action companies barrels brakes stocks bottom metals um, rails bags all your, you know canvas goods uh, just almost everything for this PRS game. It's I could be your one-stop shop. Dang, nice. I didn't realize that you, you you into all the other stuff too. I might come up there and visit you, see what all you got. Yeah, right now, you know, which Alicia and I were were switching gears a little bit the way this firearm industry is going. It's tough to get these new new firearms, you know, just because all these manufacturers are so backed up from all the shutdowns and 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 part supplies and. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get into more of the reloading stuff, more uh, brass, bullets, powder, primers, if I can ever get them. Yeah, primer. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Primers right now, boy. You know, I've, I've got 100,000 on back order. They've been back ordered for months. And, you know, I'm just sitting here waiting. But, you know, I'm, I'm really gunning for Hodgson, trying to get them in here. And uh, Lapua brass and burger bullets. You know, I just I don't want a huge line 
I might bring in some vapor trails or something. I can get all that stuff now. I just can't be competitive on it. So I want to go right directly to, you know, Hodgkin and, and uh, you know, Burger Lapua, which is what I'm working on now. I got shot down on going direct to CCI because they're so backed up right now. They wouldn't even take me on. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'm gunning for just so we have some stuff to sell. Yeah, you know, I mean, everything that we get in every day, we're selling out of just because everything's so limited. And, you know, we just need to pursue a different avenue that's going to be there, guys. And, you know, I want to be that guy. You can call me on Thursday. Hey, Jake, you want to be at the match? Yeah, I am. Hey, can you bring me 16 pounds of Target? Yep. Well, I need 3,000 burgers, you know, 105s. Yep. I'll load them up, bring them down to you next match, you know. And, you know, and that's going to make it easy on other guy, you know. Get away from the shipping. You know, you might have to pay sales tax on that stuff, but, you know, you're taking shipping out of there, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big piece of it. Any more shipping, shipping is just about even with sales tax anymore as much as it's costing. So. Well, yeah, yeah, throw a couple thousand bullets on there and see what, see what shipping is going to get you, you know. You know, powder, that's huge. Oh, yeah. Hazmat feed, powder, and primers. You know, so if I can get away from all that, you know, and help some guys out and be competitive, you know, I think it'll work. Yeah, definitely. Hey, you, hey, you remind me, you're shooting the six, your uh, BRA. What are, what are you using? Lapua, Burger, yeah, Austin Lapua, Powder? Yeah, Lapua, Burger 105 hybrids, and uh, Barker Powder. What are you slinging them at? What, what speed you get? I was right about 28, 28.70 when I was fire foreman. And right now I'm actually working my brass up. I'm trying to make the match at Spear Point. Just got my brass prepped today. I'm trying to make the match at Spear Point on Saturday. So now I'm going from a BR to a BRA. All my brass is fire form. So I got to get loaded, developed, and loaded before. <laughs> so. Pushing the limits there, but see how it works out. Yeah. Well, good, good. I got, I'm going to run through some of my pay it forward stuff. You want to stay on here with, with real quick and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. All right. So, the, just remind listeners about the pay it forward in episode four. Um, I gave away the spotter. I still haven't heard from the guy that I get drawn for that. Beamer gave away the, or mentioned the binos that he was giving away. Haven't heard from that. Deadlines through September. If I don't hear from those guys, like I said, that the winners are mentioned in episode six. Um, get on there and hit me a message. Otherwise, I'm going to redraw for people that are listening. Uh, episode seven was a Zermat Arms Origin 50% off cert that Beamer threw up there. That's going to run until the week of seven through the 11th of September. Um, again, all the rules are in episode seven. So you share, you get one one entry. Tag two buddies, you get one entry, and tag two more, you get you get an entry, so you can get three entries total. And uh, like I said, drawing will be on 7th to 11th for that one. So get on there, start listening, get on Facebook, and, and tag your buddies. Um, that's all I got. Jake, if you, if you don't have anything else to add. i tell you what, Jared, I've got a brand new Short Action Customs, uh, Short Action Precision, brand new rifle sling. I would be willing to pay forward to somebody if you want to put that on your list and give that away. 
Dang, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so you hear here first. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna try and get some of these done. Was this backing up on me? But I'm definitely I'll take you up on it if you if you hold off on it for just a just a week or two, and then we'll get that thing put up. But let me write that down so I don't forget. I really appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Uh, any any last last comments, parting shots? No, you know, I just I really appreciate you having me on here, Jared. I really appreciate all the customers I have and and everybody that supported us and supported local. That's huge to us, you know, to to stay off the world wide web and support us little local guys. It sure helps us out. So I just want to thank all my customers and everybody I shoot with and all the good times we have. So hope to see everybody down the road at a match. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on. It I can't. I got so many gunsmith questions. I'm gonna have to have you back on, bouncing around, and see what see what I can get you to give up without giving up any of your secrets. So I really appreciate you coming on, Jake. Um, yep. That's it. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and shut it down here. Sounds good. Thanks, sir. Right. Thanks, man.